This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Hello and welcome to Anatomy of Us, a show dedicated to bringing real help to real couples. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. What's up, guys? My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, and together we are high-performance marriage coaches. We are cutting through the bullcrap and creating a movement of happy, healthy, badass couples all over the world. Let's go! All right, welcome back, people. We have moved our truck, <laughs> drove around Tacoma for a while, trying to get the perfect lighting, and we found the best that we could. So now... I want to show it to you. This is, like, funny to me. You're going to mess up. It'll be funny. Like, we're in a parking garage or a parking lot, and we're just like, how do we make the most of this in a place? This is funny because it reminds me of actual how our podcast even was recorded. Yeah. First episodes were recorded on an iPhone and since then we've recorded outside on multiple you got a shadow. places. We even recorded in an igloo that we made one winter <laughs> when it snowed. In our yard. In our yard and we're, we're dedicated. Just, <clears throat> we're dedicated. And it goes to show that you don't need a ton of fancy stuff, right? Yeah. So you just make do with what you got. If you got an iPhone, go for it. But anyway, mm-hmm. welcome back. This is episode two uh, we s- gave a summarization of how get in the frame, dude. How Christianity was in- is important to us. Uh, took you on our journey, what Mars Hill was to us, and now we're let's see, circa maybe where are we at? Around 2012, 2013 or so. Where are we at Eight, in our timeline? Probably 2008. Okay. Okay. So oh, no, 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 4, 10, 12. That was when Hattie was born. 10. Mm-hmm. 12. Nope. I don't even know. 12. So we've been at Mars Hill for many, many years by now. We've had, uh, we've entrenched ourselves in the community, in the culture of Mars Hill. And Hold on, fix your cable there. Okay. We've uh, put ourselves deeply into the church, into the Mars Hill community, uh, and have found meaning. And we were humming along like all get outs, right? And by this time, we were doing music, you more so than me, at the main Bellevue campus where Mark Driscoll was preaching every single Sunday. That's where he was live, and that was the the place to be, right? Mm-hmm. All the money was there. All the money was poured into there, and that's where we were at the time. And that's about the time when stuff started getting weird at the church. Like, it always been a little bit of controversy behind it, but now it was like, hey, what's going on? Where right. did this money get funneled to? And if you guys hadn't heard the full story, I encourage you to uh, go check out Christianity Today's podcast. Um, the Rise and Fall of Mars Hill? The Rise and Fall about? of Mars Hill, yeah. We, um, were, we were there during all of that. Yeah, everyone they interviewed was like people we've been friends with, which mm-hmm. is super weird. But but before that, I want to go back to um, sort of like the transition from the youth, the camp, the Christian school campus to Mars Hill Bellevue in downtown Bellevue, right? Because that was a big transition with new building, all of that stuff, a huge building compared to a school gym, which is where it was before, mm-hmm. right? So Pastor Mark went from Ballard to Bellevue, and uh, but Bellevue had previously been in this little dinky 
school auditorium and we would set chairs up every Sunday, tons of chairs every Sunday. And uh, that was part of the like pre set up for service and everything. And we'd have to tear it down. So then it moved to the uh, the Bellevue downtown Bellevue location. But before we get to that, I want to ask you, what were the first signs that you really thought like, wait a minute, this might not be something I believe. Mm. Was there things like that that you can remember? I, I immediately think of that one sermon series that was with like the neon lambs. It was the Solomon one, the like sex one. Mm-hmm. And that for me was the very first red flag that I really remember. Mm. That I remember Why? being like, um, just because it, it seemed weird. Like it was seemed hypersexualized? Yeah. Like it seemed very over-focused, like, but without like a... um. No, I, I remember... Sorry, changing the subject. No, I remember when you were getting ready to do an Easter uh, sermon. And Service? Easter was always a big deal, right? And Which this, campus? This was at the Bellevue campus, but it was, it was they rented out another something like a Benaroya Hall. No, it was Maidenbauer Center. Maidenbauer Center in Seattle, which that's a huge center and all this stuff. And, it's in Bellevue. And in you did you're doing like pre-production on stage, sound check and stuff, and and oh, and I know Mark Driscoll was say. up there, and he was going through the slides, and he was showing pictures of like people and other religions and like comparing them. You remember and what he said? I do, and I wasn't there, but you told maybe I was there. I think I oh, was. I don't actually. think you were there. And you said um, uh, that he said, "Okay, show the next kindling piece." No, show the kindling. Show the kindling, like meaning show show the people that will burn. The burn in hell. Yeah, right? and it was and like, it was like leaders of other religions yeah. and stuff like that. I'm like, that's even no matter what you think. I'm like, that is just brash and brazen and mm-hmm. simply just insensitive, arrogant and ugly. Like, okay, this this human, this soul, this person. Mm-hmm. Yep, burn. Show someone's him. dad, someone's brother, someone's husband, someone's yeah. grandfather. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was like, okay, show the kindling, and they showed like a Arab dude, and I was like. That's what not, that's not did okay. I just see? Yeah. Right. And so, yeah, that, that was one, one thing. And it was just a, a, uh, but before that, so that was it at Bellevue proper, like Bellevue, downtown Bellevue, but at the old one, this was maybe before Hattie was even born and mm-hmm. they did that salt. Was it song of songs mm-hmm. series? And it had like, no, something princess. Techno, oh yeah. Um, but it had like techno music and like, it was the illustration was like funny. It was funny, and it was production it, value stuff was always cool. Yeah, like the art. And yeah, whatnot. but it was just this weird moment of like, okay, we're talking about sex on the Bible, and that's fine, but it never was like um, re- almost like relational at all. All of it was transactional, don't mm-hmm, you think? Mm-hmm. It was like I well, remember one like in the Song of Solomon, and it's a very poetic book of the Bible, and. One, well, there's a, um, there's a, and it was just the stupidest, stupidest analogy that I've ever heard a pastor say in my life. I'm excited to hear this. Like, and, I don't remember it. And I don't remember the verse. Maybe we can look it up later. But it, it talks about um, how, what, like, compared to a woman's body, maybe her breasts to, um, like, young fawns. And, and Mark made this analogy of, like, Oh yeah, what do you want to do with a little puppy or a little fawn? You want to like grab it and squeeze it and stuff. And he was like saying that that was the illustration of like, you like know, that's what the Bible was trying to imply. Honking some boobs or something like that. And I was like 
what? Like right. that, I mean, it, it was just, and it was almost whatever. I kind of didn't care, but I was like, that is not what that means. That's just stupid. That is, <laughs> that is stupid, right? You're just being a dumb crap. You're just being a dummy, right? <laughs> and if you read the Song of Solomon, it's very, like, it, it talks about like, oh yeah, you're, um, like, it's talking about a woman's body, right? right? And then it even talks about the man's body. But in a very like, oh, I know exactly right. what they're talking about. Get out of yes, yeah, kind of thing, you know, without saying it, without saying it. Yeah. But the like, fawns and like, oh, what do you want to do with a little baby animal or raccoon or something? You just want to like squeeze it and pet it. And I, I was like, ah, that is stupid, man. That, whatever. And that I just remember that very specifically right. as as a right, just a goofy. A goofy thing. Right. And when those things, when those moments would happen, again, this is your church family. This is where you're like, I've spent five years now. I lead worship here. I come here multiple times a week or, you know, Mm -hmm. at least five years. Um, My kids have all been born and raised here. And so you start hearing stuff like that and you're like, huh, like, I don't, I don't agree with that, Mm -hmm. but I don't, I don't know who am I going to say anything to about it. And it's like, and whatever, right. You kind of just like, whatever it. Cause you don't know what else to do. And then real marriage came out mm. and that dumpster fire of a book. Right. <laughs> the very, and, and so they, so real marriage was a book that pastor Mark wrote with his wife, Grace. And in, and then it became a video series that you were like required to watch in your community groups. Right. And again, this is, we have young kids. We're going to community group in Maple Valley because the community groups were like based on the cities that you came from to go to the church, blah, blah, blah. So we had, you know, what were their names? Amy and, is that right, Amy? I don't know. Um, But like all, all of the people that we had become friends with who live in Maple Valley, they moved away since. But mm-hmm. um, so we would, we were required to watch real marriage and then read the book and talk about it in our community groups. Cause it was like a series that they did and they filmed it in this church. And I remember the very first like episode or series video, I think it was the very first one. Cause it's like the introduction to his book. Pastor Mark says like basically flat out that he didn't know that his wife had like slept with other people before they got married. And had he known he would not have married his wife. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. And I remember like listening to that and then you, but you're in this social setting where you're like, am I allowed to say that? That was like the douchiest thing I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Am I allowed to say like, wow, he sounds like a real a-hole. Mm-hmm. Hmm. No, I'm not allowed to say that. Cause then you're like, okay, well now fill out the first forms of your chapter where you're talking about what you believed, right. you know, like you, you sort of just like shuffled onto the next thing, but it was unsettling. Um, and, and for many reasons, one, because I had slept with a lot of people before we got married. And so had you, like, mm-hmm. it's not like we hadn't had sexual pasts. And so to have your, the pastor stand up there and be like, if I'd have known, I would have never gotten married to her and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then you're trying to like make sense of that and turn it into some like healthy life giving, giving biblical whatever. Yeah. And I just was like, I don't know where to put that in my mind. Right. So then you start your marriage book with shame. (laughs) It's shaming your wife. Yeah. That's that's not. And of course he probably did sexual stuff too before he was married. Or he was just too much of a wuss and couldn't and he was jealous about it. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. Um, But what we're saying here is taking something that was a very important part of our lives and then seeing it kind of 
seeing the seams loosen up a little bit Mm -hmm. and seeing the fabric of it and then hearing other stories of other people and then not knowing kind of where to place that. Right. It's like seeing, I would would liken it to um, like being a kid and you see your mom and dad and then maybe you saw your mom kind of like at a coffee shop with another person, but you didn't see any, you know what I'm saying? It's like, wait, uh, I'm not really sure where to put that, you know. Did that happen to you? No, but I'm not really sure where to put that, but then what, uh, do you talk about it? Do you say something? Mm -hmm. Am I going to get in trouble? Kind of thing, right? And remember feeling like that. And part of it, of course, we weren't hurt as bad as a lot of people were hurt in Mars Hill, you know, like actual real kind of like emotional abuse and just like oh, yeah. effing with other people's minds of like, right. wow, this is, this is really crazy. And then of course, other pastors and pastors' wives, like it messing with their livelihood, mm-hmm. you know, like I've been a pastor for here for eight years. Or 18 years. Or 18 years. What do I do And now, now? I'm excommunicated and all right. of that So stuff. we, we didn't go through any of that, but again, it was a huge part of our lives, mm-hmm. and then, okay, what does that do? Mm-hmm. So, and what, have, what do you want to what do you want to talk about? Well, I have two other stories that I want to share. So, this is like essentially what I want to get to in this episode, and what I think is really important to highlight is like where we were when we started, and then now things kind of are ra- unraveling, mm-hmm. and you're seeing it in these little glimpses. And there's two, two or three examples that I can think of. So, before we went to Mars Hill downtown Bellevue. When we were still at the um, Eastside Christian Church, you know, mm-hmm. school campus for Bellevue, um, I was leading worship there, but I was like legitimately the one who would pray. Like, I would you remember that? Like, mm-hmm. I would, because I was literally leading worship, I was the main singer. Seth was playing drums. Um, and so I would like welcome people, tell them to sit down, tell them we're going to pray. I would pray, and then we would go into the thing. And, um, That didn't last for very long, and not because I wasn't good at it. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. So it was somehow, my, it was funny because my dad and mom came to see us because they would do that to like see us perf- like play, you know. And um, I spoke one time about how I can't imagine like God giving his only son because I have a son. And I was like, man, I can't imagine what that would feel like. And my dad afterwards was like, you're not going to be able to do that for very long. Mm. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I was really just like, why? who's going to not let me talk about being a mom? Like, that's mm-hmm. silly. And I remember just being like, Dad, you're weird. Like, why are you telling mm-hmm. me this? Um, but he wasn't wrong. <laughs> and like, almost immediately, they were like, ooh, I think Seth should lead because he is your husband. Mm-hmm. And so do you remember that? Mm-hmm. What was that like for you? Uh, It was, I mean, it caused, I knew that it made you feel weird, hurt your feelings, made you feel out of place. And I'm like, well, okay. 
that's and I remember like us talking about it a little bit, but I was like, well, what 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 am I not going to? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we both really like to play mm-hmm. in the band. And part so of yeah, yeah. Are, am I am I going to say no? Melanie should pray, and then boom, we just then we're not in the band anymore, basically, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I remember that when you would also you were uh, leading with Dustin Kinsrew, and if you guys mm-hmm. don't know who he is, he's from Thrice. He's right. the lead well, singer. Well, hold on, we'll get to that story later. Okay, because this one is a different time frame. And I think it's important to note, like, it's its own story mm-hmm. that I used to actually, like, welcome people in, tell them to sit down, share things on the bulletin or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it, that got taken away and given over to you because you were a man. Mm-hmm. And you you literally played drums, so you were behind the drum kit. And I don't, I mean, like, how did you feel about even having to do it? Well, praying is fine. That's not, that's not, I never feel out of place, mm-hmm. like praying in front of a bunch of people. Um, so that wasn't an issue. But, you know, it essentially getting, you know, air quotes taken away from you and given to me, uh, I wasn't saying, hey, you shouldn't pray, like, let me mm-hmm. kind of thing. You know, other people were telling you that. And what were we going to do? Again, uh, no, I'm not going to pray. She should be able to pray. Well, okay, thanks, but don't play on next Sunday. Right. Kind of thing. Yeah. You know? So it's like, ah, I feel that makes me feel weird. But... What what do you want to do? Not play? Mm-hmm. Well, no. Okay, we'll play. We'll, I'll pray and we'll keep on playing. Right. Yeah, it was really weird. Um, mm-hmm. and then actually the other one I did want to talk about was the one that you're you were starting to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really weird because I let again I led worship at Mars Hill for years, like even beyond. Okay, there's a guy spazzing out, so it's going to be on high alert here. But uh, years even after, um, where's he going? He's just walking around. Um, even after, uh, when we were at the Mars Hill downtown and, uh, I led, I mean, through having babies, through nursing, like I would leave for Mars Hill at like five forty in the morning mm-hmm. and Seth would bring Hattie. I would nurse her after he brought her. Like it was really hard work. Um, and I would, then I have to like, he would stay with her and I would come home at like seven thirty at night. Mm-hmm. I mean, these were t- like 12 hour days, 14 mm-hmm. hour days. For sure. Legitimately. Um, should we pause? No. No. Fine. Um, so then, then Mars Hill Bellevue downtown starts to grow and we hear that Dustin Kinsrew is going to join and he's some fancy pants thing and mm-hmm. everyone's all excited. I didn't know who he was. But yeah, he's the lead singer of Thrice. He does his own music, I think, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't know who he was, but I was just excited that someone that people were excited about was coming to sing as well. And so I started leading with him. And he was su- he is one of the nicest people I've ever known. Like, just legitimately a super, super nice. This guy's going to come right to our car. Um, but so Dustin, super professional, super skilled. And we start leading together and he's kind of having to test out the waters because because he's like famous or whatever. They all they want him to lead everything. Um, but he was like, you're good at singing. I think you're really good at this. So you should be leading songs. So we would always kind of divide it up. I think every Sunday had eight songs or something. Mm-hmm. And so it would it was usually like he had the majority. He had six of them and I had two or mm-hmm. whatever. But then slowly over time, he's like, no, you're you should be leading these ones. Like people love it when you sing and people would tell me all the time that they loved it when I would sing. So people would be requesting it. So one Sunday, it was about the weirdest thing ever. Do you remember the the number of songs that I led that Sunday? Mm-mm. And this was getting near to the end of everything. But um, again, like this is 
our friend group. This is who we hang out with all the time. We're friends with the sound people. We're friends with the setup people, like everything. And I was leading, I think it was six songs. So Mm -hmm. it was the majority of the songs on a Sunday. um, And Dustin was only leading two of them. And I remember Mark Driscoll sitting in the front row. Now, mind you, he's preaching every sermon. So he's preaching all four Mm -hmm. services or however many it was. So he's right there and I'm facing him. Every Mm -hmm. time I'm leading worship, he's right there. His family, his wife and his kids are like 10 feet away from me in the front row of the, Mm -hmm. you know, thousand plus venue. And we do the first set. It's like seven in the morning or whatever freaking time. (laughs) The first one, not seven, but you know, it's the first service. You're tired. You got up, you got there at five, some for 6 a.m. or whatever. And he says, we need to take, Melanie can't lead this song. Mm -hmm. You need to give that one to Dustin. So one song out of six. Okay, that's fine. Well, why, why can't she lead it? Well, I just, I just like it better when Dustin does it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's, doesn't sound like a big deal if you're not a musician, but to transition a song from a female singer to a male singer is a key change. Mm-hmm. It's a totally different key that you're singing the whole song in. And so that required all of us to not have an actual break. So all the piano player, the drummer, well, the drummer, whatever, but mm-hmm. he was there. So piano player, drummer, bass, um, key, whatever else, Dustin, me, we all have to now go in and before the next service, do the whole song in a different key. Now, we're all skilled musicians. That's not hard, but it's not easy, and we don't want to do it, right? We've rehearsed it a certain way. We want to play it that way. So we fix the one song. So then that service ends, the second service ends, and then it's another song. It's You know, I like it better when Dustin sings these two songs, so can you give those songs to Dustin, and Melanie can, can have these two, but Dustin needs to have this. So by the end, I had literally been taken off of, I think, every song but one mm. as the lead mm-hmm. over the course of the whole Sunday, and it was, and all the musicians were pissed. I mean, we're like, what is going on? Like, what a weird thing to do to somebody. Like, and it, I, my assumption was that Pastor Mark couldn't sing it in the key that I was singing in or something, or he didn't like that I was leading and I was a female or I don't even know, mm-hmm. but he never talked to me. He never said thanks or sorry or anything. He just requested that Dustin change it so that Dustin would lead it. Um, and man, it felt so weird. Mm-hmm. You're like, what, what are we doing? Like, do you not see the time and effort I've put into this? And maybe, maybe you could let a female lead one Sunday and no one's going to burn in hell. Like mm-hmm. maybe that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was so strange and and it just made a very hard day, which is always Sundays are hard work. It made it about 15 times harder mm-hmm. to have to rehearse in between every set because every single time he was changing the keys of songs and, and really not caring or knowing or whatever. But mm-hmm. I don't know. What did you think about that when that happened? Oh, just, it was like, Oh, that's odd with no real explanation or anything. I, th- I wasn't there all day, so you had told me about it. And I'm like, oh, well, I mean, I, honestly, I don't believe I was, like, super surprised. You know, oh, well, okay, he took it away, took something away from, he uh, took a forward-facing thing away from a lady. Okay, not super surprised. It's not, it doesn't make sense. It's not mm-hmm. right. But I'm not, like, super surprised by it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Our battery's going to die, so we're going to have to pause right here, Hmm. and we have to charge our battery. But maybe we'll be back in the same situation. Maybe we won't. 
Maybe we'll have to continue this in a totally different setting. We'll do a set change. So that'll change. be cool. Set change. Right. Here we go. Set change. All right. We'll be back. Boom. Third time's a charm. All right, guys. We're back. Different locale. And I was hoping that you would remind me of where we were before. What do you remember? Well, we had to run into McMenamins to charge our battery. Yeah. And I had a Cosmo and you had a beer. So That's right. Podcast is ruined. Um, <laughs> basically, we were talking about all the crazy things that happened at Mars Hill that were challenging, um, mm-hmm. like the weird, you know, changing all the songs to be for Dustin instead of me and yeah. how that sort of messed with our heads because it was weird. It was a challenging thing to go through. Yeah, it was like, why can't someone as equally talented sing or lead or whatnot, uh, if they're a man or a woman kind of thing, you know? Right. And Mars Hill was very strict on only uh, male pastors and stuff like this, which, of course, that's... I, I, I understand that. But, you know, let's let's get with it kind of thing. And that was... And that hit home. It wasn't just like, um, oh, yeah, this is an idea and sure, but it's like, oh, no, Melanie was in a position of where she was uber-talented and uber-committed to it. And then, like nope, we're going to take that talent, we're going to take that drive and dedication and give it to a guy. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, was was one of the things that began to kind of get under our skin, rub us the wrong way, you know, and uh, people might hear that and go, oh, well, that's not biblical or whatever. But it's like, ah, uh, come on, let's, uh, you know. Yeah. So it, it that one, that one obviously and definitely hit home for mm-hmm. us. Yeah, I was trying to think. We were talking when we were at the restaurant. I don't know why the thing is, like, focusing so weird. I think it's because we have low light. But we were talking at the restaurant about the impact of what that started to do, like, to how we felt about things, you know? Like, it was just Mm -hmm. a really tricky and weird position to be in where you thought, you know, like, you followed this person for a long time. You've listened to all their sermons. You've participated in building the church. You've dedicated you know tithing we tithe all the time we spent thousands and thousands of dollars there mm-hmm. tithing you know and then all of a sudden it's like you start being put down or told you can't do something because you're a woman and you're like what like who where did that come from and also who cares like i'm not teaching somebody i'm literally just singing on sunday mm-hmm. and people love it is there you know i don't know yeah the only the only thing i can think of was like it was very geared towards the guys Mm-hmm. to lead and do stuff and whatever. Right. And so, okay, maybe a guy or a husband or a dad couldn't directly go, oh, yeah, I'm stronger and, like, listen to this, you know, chick sing or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's one angle I could think of it, but, like, right. at the expense I'm, of, yeah. like, using your talents. Well, that, and I'm just know. thinking, too, like, nobody ever said anything. Nobody was like, hey, do this thing. That's cool. There's, like, a bunch of skaters going by. Like, do this thing better And that will be helpful. Mm -hmm. Or like, hey, maybe if you don't do that, like nobody spoke to me at all in leadership. Mm. Nobody. I was like invisible. It was just a poof and Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, it was it wasn't like, hey, you can improve upon this or do less of this or more of that. It was just nothing. Mm -hmm. Literally zero. Um, and that always just felt so weird to me. Um, but again, we were dedicated to to staying there and helping and whatever. And then Oh, this is another thing I forgot to say, too, is that I began singing at a bunch of other campuses as well. Mm-hmm. So not only at Bellevue downtown, but um, Matt led in Ballard. Yeah, the Shoreline. The, I did, like, sang Rainier Shoreline. City or Rainier uh, Beach or something like what that. What was that called right now? What was it called? In, in Renton? 
Uh, yeah, Seattle, Rainier, um, beer. Yeah. Um, like I led there. Um, I, I was super, super dedicated to sacrificing a lot mm-hmm. to to do that and to lead. Oh, and the other thought I was going to have too, or I was going to say too, kind of going back to the first episode, talking about just our own journeys of faith, where I think because of how you were raised, you are more prone to probably actively question things in a different way than I was. Mm-hmm. So you feel like, you know what I mean when yeah. I say that? What mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that idea? Like, just kind of like, oh, this is the way it is. Go with it mm-hmm. kind of thing. And you were like, no, this isn't the way it is. I'm not going to go with it. So that caused some tension between you and I. You like, understood what I said completely backwards. That's not what I meant at all. Oh, well, um, I, I was well, saying like, I was less like, like I, because I became a Christian at 19 and was like listening to Joyce Meyer and like super active and stuff and mm-hmm. had very little experience with being treated weirdly by a church prior to this. Mm-hmm. I was less inclined to be like, oh, church is bad. These things are bad. I was like, no, like I'll, I'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll, oh, okay. we'll serve. We'll do right. We'll show up. We'll mm-hmm. keep doing the things. And I think you weren't in that same place. It was like you look at the lighting. There's a car parking. <laughs> it's parallel parking, like right at us. Um, but it was like you got uh, disenchanted with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So tell yeah. us okay, about so that's, that. That's what you meant there. Yeah, um, yeah. Hey guys, we hope that you are absolutely loving Anatomy of Redemption, and we thought it would be helpful to share some tools that are free for you if you want to bring prayer back into your marriage or you've never had it there before. Um, And basically, we made a resource for you guys that we wish we had had when we were walking through all of this stuff. So if you go to anatomyofus.com forward slash prayer, you can get a free PDF download and watch a quick video of how to do it. And again, we're just sharing this because it's something that we wish we had had as we've been walking through this journey. Mm-hmm. So go to anatomyofus.com forward slash prayer to get this resource to increase your prayer life, to give you a head start. Again, it's wish, it's what we wish we had when we were going through all this stuff, and we know that it will be helpful for you. All right. Enjoy and back to the show. Bye. So before I answer that question, going back to what I was saying uh, like I, I was used to the church and like, oh, well, I'm sorry, but this is just the way it is. Just go with it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so my, I, you know, typically have a conflict avoidance personality. And Wait, your microphone's faffing. A conflict avoidant personality and you don't. And that caused tension in between our marriage. If like, hey, tell, talk to people about this. Talk mm-hmm. to other pastors about this. I was like, uh, no, <laughs> that, that makes me very, very, uncomfortable you can't do anything about it anyway mm. and that caused some tension in in our relationship just a little bit it's like underlying stuff but back to what you were saying which i have no idea what you were saying <laughs> remind me you oh uh, that terrible transition yeah i know bro. sorry uh i was saying that i was less i, I was more likely to oh, continue just doing the right going to church and doing the things exactly mundo you were basically more gracious and i was coming closer to the point of like f this dude f this you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and like really and of course this was when around the time when deconstruction was kind of coming onto the scene and i you know some of my really good friends uh ran the bad christian podcast you may have heard of that and they talked a lot about wait a minute what if christianity what if church looks really different from what I grew 
up with, and when I say grew up, I'm like from the time I was three or basically born, always in church, always at services, always doing stuff. What if church looks different from that? And then that, you know, enter like the whole deconstruction kind of phase. And I got really cynical pretty quickly. And I want to tell you this, I was going to supposed to say this in episode one. I don't know if it was important, but I remember, and this isn't right at all. It's, it's, I take full ownership of it because, you know, you go, oh, you know, the church, God, Christianity isn't like the person preaching. It's mm-hmm. not even the church, right? It's, it's, it's God in the Bible. And for some reason, I, I think because when we first started going to Mars Hill and I started hearing Mark talk, I, I specifically remember it. I almost remember where we were sitting, kind of like on the left middle side of the Ballard campus, mm-hmm. you know? And I was like, I, a voice in my head said something to the, to the degree of, this guy better get it right or I'm like not a Christian or just something really ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? It's like I put all my eggs in that basket because like the experience was so different. It was so cool. It was so meaningful. And again, I'm not saying this is right, but that's how I thought like 20 Mm -hmm. years ago. You know what I'm saying? And then, oh, wait a minute. He, He got it wrong. Of course, we're human, so he got it wrong. And again, this is wrong of me to think. But then after years of that, I turned really cynical of like, okay, F this dude, F, F corporate church, literally, what is this? And then that kind of started me on the, the real deconstruction kind of path, right? So I, you were far more gracious than mm-hmm. I was. I was like, boom, cut off, done, right. okay, whatever, well, it was don't like need this. I was willing to put up with more to because of what I could the community and stuff. The it trade-off. was like I, the trade off in my mind was worth it. Cause mm-hmm. I was like, well, I, yeah, he's kind of a weirdo. Like he's a a hole sometimes, but I have all my friends here. I get to do music because of the church. Like mm-hmm. there's so much that I can do that I wouldn't be able to do in any other setting. And so, so with I, that, really talented musicians. Yeah. As well. mm-hmm. And that's not right or wrong or good or bad. It just is the fact mm-hmm. of like, I was willing to make that trade off to be treated lesser so that I could have the opportunity to play music with Dustin and all the people that we played with, Mm -hmm. you know, like it was, it was really awesome and super, super fun. Um, and spirit filled and life changing for people. And people would come up to me after service and talk about my singing and how it impacted them. And that you can't really beat that, you know, I Mm -hmm. mean, it's an awesome feeling. Um, and so I think, but then we did get to a point where it started to feel like, not sustainable. Mm-hmm. So there was the, you know, the service where it went from, you know, you're leading six songs. Nope. You're leading five. Nope. You're leading three. Nope. You're leading two or one, you know, like it just, that mm-hmm. was like one of the things where you're like, wait, what just happened? Like, to where you were like feeling used like, Oh, I'm just a, I'm just a, I actually don't matter in the bigger picture. Of well, not even used like the, being used is a different thing. It's like you are being discarded. You like, like gross, ew, gross. She's gonna lead. Mm-mm, I don't think so. Right. Like you know, not even the decency to talk to me about it, to say something, nothing. Mm-hmm. Just talk to Dustin about it. Dustin will talk to Melanie about it. Dustin will just tell Melanie yeah. that we're taking songs away, and he was not happy. Dustin was upset about it. Mm-hmm. He didn't like it, and he said as much. He's like, "This is weird, and it's not right that he's doing it." And he was Dustin was super nice about it, 
Um, and but also couldn't do anything. So it's like you're in, and then you're out. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't even know. I don't think of it that way. But yeah, it was just a a weird, unkind way to treat someone as if I wasn't worth talking to. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we got to a point like a few months before Mars Hill like officially fell apart. We started to feel that it was weird. Like I remember mm-hmm. saying maybe we should just go back, like find a different church, go back. I think that was the point when we started trying new community again mm-hmm. uh, and being like, we got to do something. Like we would go to church. Do you remember what that felt like and what we were saying yeah, about it? Yeah, it felt weird. Like no no other church, at least around at the time, like had music as cool. It just wasn't the mm-hmm. vibe kind of thing. And every, I, honestly too, sorry, every church around our area was kind of trying to copy Mars Hill. Mm-hmm. So it felt like a weird funky like even weirder like i remember one church in renton the pastor literally dressed like mm-hmm. mark yeah. and i was like what is happening like and yeah. he didn't before so right. it was and their branding looks identical yeah i remember that the branding and stuff they changed like that. their branding and it looks almost exactly and then the like musicians Marshall. weren't as good yeah and they were like super so this is a maybe judgy i guess because i'm a musician like right. okay i appreciate good music like uh the musicians were just like gearheads and completely absolutely nerdy i'm like dude you're not even good but you right. think you are the biggest thing ever turn your volume to nine billion yeah and it's just like ah the, uh, ugh, you know right. kind of thing so it's like oh wait a minute i experienced this over here when it was good mm-hmm. and then that is falling apart and being really weird and i have to go to this so it's like okay this is a less of a thing mm-hmm. and you know part of us was like okay well why don't we start an awesome band at our local church but mm-hmm. That is an enormous amount of work, right. and well, and I did. I had a, a band for a while. Yeah, I know. and it was but, super fun. And I played it like the little ones that Pastor Mark didn't care about. Like mm-hmm. I played in Renton, and right. you know, and it was really, really fun. But uh, but yeah, it was so hard to be like, do we even want to go here? And I feel like we're not learning anything. And mm-hmm. there was so much weird tension, and you could tell that people were questioning, like what he was saying, but not knowing who they could talk to. And then stuff started to actually get weird. Like Mm -hmm. people were leaving, but not saying why, or people were kind of disappearing from the, um, from the congregation. Like they would just killed. (laughs) They would just like be gone one day and Mm -hmm. not, and you would never hear anything from them again. And you're like, wait a second, what's happening. And Mm -hmm. then also to kind of make it even more challenging. We had friends like the bad Christian guys who, like Matt and Bridget and Toby and them, like they had pulled themselves out of it and were actively like working towards uncovering these things, I guess would be Talking the best way to it, say yeah. it. So, so then you have like triple conflict. You've got mm-hmm. like the bad Christian dudes and that side of people. And they had knew a lot of the background, like everything from Mars Hill music mm-hmm. stuff that had gone sideways that I don't even know. I don't even know if it's public, like the things that... They did with Mars Hill music that weren't good. They were bad. Oh, like copyright um, stuff. And yeah, just, and stuff yeah. with like um, what's that band? Um, that's the he's the the wrote the theme song for the Mars Hill. Or not the theme song. They used a song of his. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, what is that called? You know what I'm talking about? No. Oh my gosh, you don't know the dude? Okay, I'm gonna have to look at my Spotify because I have it somewhere in here. Um. But, like, there was Mars Hill Music stuff that was bad where he would write songs and, like, the the record deal that they made essentially was not not uh, appropriate, mm-hmm. I guess. 
Um, so there was stuff like that that we were learning about that was like, wait a second, that's not okay. Uh, and the band is called King's Kaleidoscope. Oh, okay. Um, and so I had, you know, we had really conflicting information, conflicting experiences, super conflicting because we're like, this is where our entire last 10 years has been. Mm-hmm. Every memory we have, every friendship that we have is here. And yeah. we don't live in the same city as these people. Right. And it's like, is this how church is supposed to be? Is it supposed to be this weird and um, not not clicky or political? I can't think of the word, but just like, Unhealthy. oh, wait a minute. What that is this? Mm-hmm. And okay, what do you do? So it's really, it's really confusing because you're mixing like spirituality, like your relationship with God, mm-hmm. with Jesus creator and like, Oh, wait a minute. So so so-and-so's mad at him. And like this pastor got fired because they were being, I don't know, insubordinate or something or, Mm -hmm. or even like other stories. Oh, wait a minute. This pastor's wife said something. Now the pastor is getting in trouble and being told, Hey, you got to get control of your wife Mm kind of thing. I'm like, wait a minute. This is just super weird and controlling. And like, uh, this, this just feels Again, like Weird. if you listen to the fall and ri- rise and fall of Mars Hill, like Jen and Phil, mm-hmm. um, like their whole story, like mm-hmm. they were, okay, this person is apparently trying to blind me, like the most bright light right ever, right now. They got eyes. raked over the coals. Uh, yeah, yeah like, Jen and yeah. Phil, uh, like just went through so much. And so then you start seeing stuff like that and you're like, they were friends with the Driscolls, like mm-hmm. friends. They started the church with them and now they're like excommunicated, like properly excommunicated. Mm-hmm. So for a while we were literally going to the church dropping our kids off in the childcare because they, we were like, well, we want them to like play with other kids and we want to see Katie and Eli and we Mm want to like hang out with our friends. friends. And so we would drop the kids off to church and we would go to Starbucks. (laughs) We wouldn't even go into the service. We would like drop our kids off and go to the, to Barnes and Noble and go to Starbucks Mm -hmm. and just sit there and talk about other stuff. Cause we're like, the church is like a joke. It feels like a weird, creepy joke that's not right. Mm-hmm. And we we don't support it, but we don't know how to leave it. And so for a while we stopped going, mm-hmm. but then we tried new community and felt like we didn't fit in. And then we tried other places and felt like we didn't fit in. And so then we would come back and we're like, this, this is awful. Yeah. But coming back to like a really unhealthy. Yeah. Super toxic. It's like going to Thanksgiving and like, oh, wait a minute. Nothing is different. Dad's right. still crazy. And in mom's fact, it's whatever. Worse. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. In fact, oh, this is worse mm-hmm. and like metastasize into right. something really weird. Yeah. And now people aren't talking to people. People are leaving. People mm-hmm. are like, it was so, so strange. So, so what do you do when, when, you know, 10 years of your life was in that? And it's not just saying like, oh, I gave my life to that because no, we didn't. We like had other jobs and other interests, but mm-hmm. a lot of our friends and a lot of our time was spent on that. And it was very meaningful and very important. Mm-hmm. And seeing something like that's, go away is, I mean, I, I just completely took the like, all right, F that, forget it kind of thing. Well, um, I, don't, I to, didn't. I mean, you I, didn't, but I did to yeah. maybe like distance myself emotionally mm-hmm. from it and just to process that. And, um, right. So, I mean, we got to a point where we were actively, we took a break from Mars Hill for, I don't know, a few weeks or a month or mm-hmm. something, didn't go and then felt really convicted. Cause we're like, we're not doing anything. Like, we're not doing anything in our church. And that was the time that Driscoll was like away from the church. And we're like, okay, what is happening? So we were hopeful mm-hmm. that that season would generate change. Um, and then I came, we came back to the church and I remember this is the moment. This was so weird. I remember walking mm-hmm. up to Dustin and being like, Hey dude, 
I want to talk about doing music again. Like I'm really interested in, in starting, you know, like fronting a band again, like let's talk. And I would think he would, I thought he would be excited about it. Cause he's like super, super nice and super supportive. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. We'll talk about it. Okay. I'll, I'll like, we'll talk about it. I was like, that is so weird for him to be so mm-hmm. un, like un, con- like disconnected to talk to because he's yeah. so kind and genuine and connected and like really cares about stuff. But I didn't realize that that was when they were planning to write the letters, mm-hmm. and that's why Dustin was like acting so weird. Yeah, like a week later. Yeah, like the next stuff. week, mm-hmm. everything came out, and so. We will talk about that in our next episode, but basically we wanted to communicate like what the last few years at Mars Hill felt like, how they started to fall apart, the impact and how it was really just so hard to decide what to do. Mm-hmm. So we, we're leaving this community that we had known for so many years, deciding like, oh, well, these people aren't worth t- my time. Like, cause I disagree with this. What one person says, I will lose all of these other people. Mm-hmm. And that was such a weird, challenging choice to make. And in the end, we didn't even make it. In the end, the church it was made disintegrated for us. Yeah. and it was made for us. And that really started the most challenging part, the most challenging season uh, in our faith started right after that. And we will talk about that one next time. All right. Talk to you all soon. Right, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Anatomy of Us. This podcast is produced by my mom, Melanie Studley, and hosted by my dad, Seth Studley. Our show is edited and published by our producer, Reva Hansen, from Creative Media Support. Special thanks to our Patreon members that get an extra episode every week. Thanks for watching. Love you. Bye. <laughs>